Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Today on CareCast, you'll hear the third and final episode of a special three-part series on racial reconciliation. In the second part, Roland and Vince discuss the importance of understanding other people's stories and pursuing righteousness when it comes to racial reconciliation. In part three, Roland and Vince discuss how to practically apply a reconciliation framework to the challenging environment we are in today. With, with this you know, objective of reconciliation in mind, um, can you just talk a little bit about you know, how this connects into you know, the, the current mood, the current atmosphere, the Black Lives Matter issue and other things related to that. How, how do we kind of bring that reconciliation yeah. sort of perspective into that discussion? You know, that's interesting because I think one of the things I said before, when you look at the, like, whose side are you on? Are you on my side, your side? I mean, one of the big dividing lines, I'm seeing friends unfriend each other and, and have conflicts and arguments. And I'm not going to talk to you anymore because you won't say three words, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Either the three words you won't say is Black Lives Matter or the three words you won't say is all lives matter. Right, right, right. Right? And there's this conflict here because of that. And I look at that and I say, well, God's above that. The three words you need to say is Jesus Christ saves. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ Christ heals. Jesus Christ reconciles. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ came. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ transformed. Mm-hmm, you, you see, it transcends all of this narrative mm-hmm. that's out there in the public square. Again, if you're, what you're solving for is reconciliation, if what you're solving for is unity, mm-hmm. then you will understand that. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you have to be viewing this issue not through the lens of CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or Facebook or Twitter or in, any of those things. Mm-hmm. We have to view this through the lens of scripture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the scripture story is all about three words. Jesus Christ came, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And and if you understand it and look at things through that lens, that's how you move through that Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. period. And it's unfortunate. I see people just, you know, just fighting Mm -hmm. back and forth. I look at these brands that are now putting stuff up on web pages and stuff like that. And, you know, it says this, you know, that that matters or things of that nature. And and that's for me as a black mom. So it's like, yeah, yeah. But here's my thing. What are you doing beyond that? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you know, the work that we do at, at CareNet, you know, our issue is helping women and men uh, at risk, mm-hmm. you know, at risk for, you know, abortion, mm-hmm. right? That, that offering compassion, hope, and help. Mm-hmm. And when I started to think about that, I said, you know, so you care about somebody who looks like me when there's a police officer who's got a knee on my throat. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm saying I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you don't care about me mm-hmm. when I'm in the womb mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fighting to take a first breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, I love what Dr. Evan, Tony Evans talks about. He says having this this perspective that it's, it's from the womb to the tomb. Right, 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 right. That perspective. Right, right. Absolutely. And, and, and also, candidly, if you have just the view that you only care mm-hmm. when I'm in the womb fighting for that first breath, and you don't care, right, in this other situation, mm-hmm. then you don't have that perspective either, from the womb to the tomb, either. Right, right. You see. That's what reconciles us. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we're thirteen percent roughly of the population, and we're thirty percent of the abortions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to be from me? Mm-hmm. Right. The narrative you have to think about, as I start to think about this, 
when, when you have an abortion and when, when, when you're seeking an abortion, that whole perspective in terms of the child, mm-hmm. this black child, the view is if you're going to abort the child, that there's nothing good that can come from this child. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's what you have to believe. Right. The child is a net negative. Right. That's what you must believe. Because right. I always do this thought experiment I do with people. I say, listen, you imagine if a woman's having an abortion and they're just about to do the procedure and the doctor comes in and says, oh, by the way, we got some news. Don't ask us how, but we got some news that the child that you're about to abort mm-hmm. is going to be the richest child, richest person in the world. Mm-hmm. We know this for certain. It's an absolute certainty. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll let you do the thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that woman would abort the child? Her current circumstance did not change. Right, right. Everything she's going to need to go through. But I would suspect that a lot of women say, well, hold on a second. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. The child went from being a net negative to a net positive. Mm-hmm. Now, why do I say this? Mm-hmm. We are just 13% of the population and 30, nearly 40% of the abortions. Mm-hmm. And we have a culture that supports that and has repositioned that mm-hmm. as empowering for us as a people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's empowering, that we can allow that many of our children to die, mm-hmm. not be able to breathe. Right, right. That's right. a good thing. Right, right. So what the culture is basically saying is that when it comes to black children, on average, we are a net negative mm-hmm. in comparison to white children, Hispanic children, Asian children. Right. I mean, to me, mm-hmm. that, that perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is important. And, and the other thing for me is, is if you really cared about mm-hmm. you know, folk that look like me, then you'd also be involved in what's happening to little black boys, mm-hmm. failing in school, mm-hmm. more likely to be in single mother homes and, and, and the issues related to that. And mm-hmm. what's your, where's your support there? Where's your support in terms of helping little black boys grow up in families with fathers who love them? Because mm-hmm. we know that kids who grow up in father-absent homes are more likely to be involved in drugs, more likely to be involved in crime, mm-hmm. more likely to have interactions with, with the police, mm-hmm. more likely to produce more father-absent homes. So to me, the integrity, having the integrity about all this means that you care about all of these things, mm-hmm. all of these things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and instead of getting in an argument with somebody saying, well, black lives matter or all lives matter or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a, have a comprehensive understanding yep, yep. about comprehensive understanding. Yeah. And, to, and to your point, you know, on the other, of course, the, on the other side of that, there are the folks who do only care or, or are vocal and speak up right. around the, the womb yes. end of things, you know, yes. and that womb to tomb kind of continuum. They only speak up around the womb thing, and then they don't speak up around injustices that happen later. And, and to your point, both sides are, are, are incomplete and are, and are, are missing the, the God view of right. this. Exactly. Yeah. When Christ had a view of all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had a view of all of that. He had the vulnerability in the womb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? 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 Remember, Herod wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. So he had the vulnerability in the womb, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he also had the vulnerability on the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He had that full life experience. And what That's does true. that tell us? That we should care about the full life experience. And we should care about it equally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should care about it equally. Mm-hmm. So to me, a lot of this debate and this, that, and the other, it, you know, it, becomes, it becomes a debate that really is outside of, of, of a view of, of how God would have us view these things. And that's my challenge, the challenge God gave to me as a black man. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you, you can't have hate in your heart mm-hmm. as a black man for, for white folk. Mm-hmm. 
not if you're on God's side. Mm -hmm. You can't have hate in your heart as a white person for black folk, mm -hmm. not if you're on God's side. Mm -hmm. right. You must be seeking and solving for reconciliation and restoration, not for revenge and retribution. Right. You, you can't you yes. can't operate you can't operate from that, that yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely right. So if somebody's gonna ask you, okay, so how now shall we live? You know, the big question, like, okay, what do I do now? Whether you're white or black or whatever whatever it might be, um, where 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 do we head from here given this reconciliation perspective? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that the key thing from my perspective, you know, and this is the challenge here. Uh, certainly as Christians, because if Christians don't get this right, the culture won't get it right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So we have to get it right. And yeah. what are we called to do? We're called to be reconciled to God. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So in that time of repentance and reflection, all that, am I reconciled with God in the right way? So that I look at the justice issue, the mercy issue, the forgiveness issue. Right. In such a way that, as, as Dr. King said, I'm not judging people by the color of their skin, mm -hmm. but rather the content of their character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then I understand that my battle is not against flesh and blood, which is skin color mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and skin tone, mm -hmm. but against an evil one who wants to destroy us. When you're reconciled to God properly, you have that vision, have that view. And then as you start to reconcile to man, mm -hmm, right, mm -hmm. then with that perspective, you reach out. So if you're a black person, you need to be reaching out to white people mm -hmm. and understanding their story, how they feel about these issues. Mm -hmm and find common ground mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a common com common conversation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. And if you're a white person, you need to be reaching out. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there are practical ways that you can, you can do these kinds of things. There's so many folks in communities that need assistance. As I talked about, you know, just restoring families mm -hmm. and helping mm -hmm. families be whole, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Helping communities be whole. Mm -hmm. So many billionaires that, you know, run firms that have put Black Lives Matter on there. I just love for them to say, I'm going to take $5 billion and help build, build strong black families. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How about doing that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's way more. That's what my expectation and what my desire is. So mm -hmm. I think that this whole notion is, as I kind of end it, kind of where we began is, mm -hmm. you know, when, when I had that experience mm -hmm. when I was 15, I had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. I had to make a decision. Mm -hmm about how I was going to move forward. Was I going to move forward with, with anger, hatred, all that, and, and, and sort of um, make my identity the pain of that moment and allow that to shape how I viewed myself, how I viewed uh, society, how I viewed white people. Mm -hmm. And by the grace of God, I decided no, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And even at 15, I was just starting to see the no, no, we're, I'm called to a ministry of reconciliation. I knew enough about the gospel. I knew enough about Christ. Mm -hmm to do that. And so I just encourage folk to be thinking about this, not my way, but the way of the word, mm -hmm. right? That we yeah. serve a God who calls us to be reconciled to each other, mm -hmm. not to be on this side or that side, but to be on his side mm -hmm. and to partner with him against his adversary, mm -hmm. which is the evil one mm -hmm. who seeks to divide us, destroy us. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That's what we're called to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Amen. Amen. So I think you know that's a great place to end. And uh, for all of you who have who have watched and listened, we we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to do that. And we just hope that uh, you know God blesses you and just helps you kind of see this um, from a perspective that's going to be helpful. And again, to Rollins' point, really builds towards reconciliation. That concludes our special three episode series on racial reconciliation. We hope and pray that it helped you think biblically about how you can bring healing and reconciliation to the challenging environment we face today around race. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. 
There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.